0: Hello and welcome, everyone, to Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, alongside the Jedi, Braxton Taylor. <laughs> oh, wow! Creative. Um, yeah. So my 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 daughter um, has been excited for weeks because I told her that she <laughs> could choose what I call you for this episode. Oh, nice, nice. And so she's been very excited. Yeah. And yes her uh choice was Jedi Braxton. Taylor. Wow, that was uh oh. that's the nicest thing that's ever been said about me on this show. <laughs> you were definitely expecting it to be something I was.
1: I honestly way. thought it was be some kind of like third grade, you know, insult. It really wasn't, and I'm like, very happy like about that. Like poopoo head, Braxton. Yes, Taylor. that's exact. Honestly, that's exactly what I thought it was. So, uh Taylor, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, there
0: you go. Um Braxton Jedi Taylor. Well, I really or, That's wait, actually Jedi, Jedi Braxton. Braxton Taylor. Taylor. It's,
1: it's it. You know, hey, it's an honor hey, thing. You know, it's, it's respect. You got to Got to right. It's a
0: it's a Friday, you know.
1: <sighs> Honestly, it is Friday, and it's uh, for us almost. It's, it's nearing eight o'clock in the
0: evening. <laughs> yeah, doing things a little different than than normal, so so real but, quick.
1: Uh, Mr. Jedi Bolin. Uh, I was going to say. I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway. Yeah. Mr. Bolin here got a brand new job, a I sparkling did. new job. We're so happy for him. Yes. Um, I see this guy every single week, and he doesn't tell me, and just all of a sudden, like, oh, by the way, I got a new job. I'm like, I wish you would have told me before all this happened, you know. Let me in the yeah, decision. Um, <laughs> You
2: may have had something to say about that. I right? might have had something to say. So, <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So I, I did. I started. I started a new job, and uh, that's why we're starting later today. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm still like in that like training process. Right, so right. I'm, I'm having to stay there a little later. Then hopefully I will be in the in the future but well congratulations to you sir oh thank you thank you it's uh it's been fun so far so yeah yeah. Um, well
1: so before we go any further so this is the uh you know this is a congratulations on your new job thing but not really so many months ago uh as andrew has apparently made me aware (laughs) of um if you remember it was around christmas time and we was doing an episode, I don't remember which one it was, and Andrew put me on the spot, and he tried to give me a Christmas present uh, on here. Wait, did you say I tried to give you? Well, you, he gave me, I don't know. <laughs> I say, anyway. I mean, I gave you a Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, maybe as I'm going like, he tried to put me on the spot. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Point is, is that he gave me a Christmas present on the spot, and I yeah. said, I felt bad, because I'm like, I said, I bought you something. Yeah. Can um, you turn yourself down a little bit? You're clipping. Excuse me for being excited, so. I'm just saying. See? And then I I remind this guy. I remind this guy. I said, hey, you remember that Christmas present I told you I was going to get you? No, not really. I'm like, oh, thank you. This is just something I... I Custom made. Custom made.
0: Custom made. (laughs) Christmas was forever ago. See how (laughs) he treats me? I I bought something custom made. How am I supposed to remember that? Good grief.
1: Anyway, so after a very long, arduous time, Mm -hmm. we... uh, It was in the mail. I bought it like early November or uh, mid-November. And it was supposed to come by December. And then, like I said, it was, since it was custom, he it was this guy was. Uh, anyway, I'll explain more of it later. But it was supposed to come uh, updated mid January. And here we are, m- like early March now. <laughs> but it finally <laughs> came in. So,
0: ladies and gentlemen, oh, Andrew, are so you ready? I actually do have it. I actually do. I have asked it. you about this earlier, and then you were just like. I <laughs> made you think that yeah, I didn't. Yeah. So, okay. are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm excited. So, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay. All right. So,
1: ladies and gentlemen, I present to you not just a brand new employee at Insert <laughs> you here, don't even where- know, You don't even know where I'm I, I don't work. care. Here's it. But now I dub the Andrew Jedi Bolin as a New Republic Marshal slash Ranger. You may open your eyes now. No way. Take a look at it, my
0: friend. Oh, dude. Take a look at that.
1: And the Arabesh on the back says, "The New Republic: Protect and Rebuild."
0: Wow. Yes. That is amazing. So
1: you guys are not knowing what we're talking about at all, but basically. Uh, In season two of Mandalorian, a, uh, you know, that that pilot guy, I can't remember his name, um, but basically whenever uh, Cara Dune got inducted as the Marshal of uh, of the New Republic for that area, um, he gave her a badge uh, for the New Republic that all the Rangers and all the Marshal's get. So I got a custom made New Republic badge.
0: It's beautiful,
1: and it's like metal, and has like enamel paint
0: on it. It's really nice. I really like it. I thought it turned out really good. Yeah, that is gorgeous. Um, wow, thank you. <laughs> I love you're, it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, we'll we'll have to we'll have to share this. Take like, a picture of it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait for a little bit so people can hear the episode. But then yeah. we'll have to we'll have to post it on there for yeah. sure. Like so I basically oh, got a it's got good weight to it. It's kind of hefty. It's yeah. kind of hefty.
1: It looks pretty sick. It's it's life size. It's about the size of your palm. It's the same yeah. size you'd see in the show. That's gorgeous. Uh, it's pretty I neat. I love that. Thank so, you so much. You're very welcome. So uh, you don't know this. Um, I think I've told you this before, but it's nothing I've like, really displayed. But when we were at 20, 2019 Star Wars Celebration, I actually met a guy there um, when I was in line with to perform one of the things. So there's one of those few times that we weren't together, yeah. and I met a guy. His name's Dino, and uh, he has no clue about this podcast, so I'll probably butcher his last name, like Ignacio or something like that. Um, but Dino, he's basically some guy who works in like media stuff like that. But he's also a designer, and he basically he loves Star Wars and he wants to make stuff. But in order to make things like that, you know, you have to buy usually um, like five hundred basically he he charges you cost of what it is cost to make, because he doesn't care about making money he just wants really? this thing he designs it and he just gets people to buy it so he can make the, up the to five hundred total, wow. Anyway, <laughs>
0: so that's really you neat.
1: know they're not super cheap or anything like, but at cost I mean it's much better than like what retail would be for that. So Dino, cool. there's no way you're listening to this, but Dino, if you well you his...
0: could tell him that you gave him a shout out. I guess. Okay, well Dino, <laughs> if you
1: I if I ended up talking to you, <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Very cool stuff, Dino. Super excited for this. Uh, I know Andrew is 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 pretty thrilled about yeah, too. Cool. I bought my own as well. I saw it and I needed it immediately. I'm like, dude, I gotta get me one. Andrew, Andrew and me one. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Now I'm just trying to like decide what I'm gonna do with it. Like, I
1: have it just set on my desk. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm
0: gonna do with it exactly yet, but <laughs> I mean, that might just be the. I might get like a little. Uh, like a little stand for it To sit Ooh, on yeah. in the stand So then it kind of faces You know upward. like
1: the, you know, like a card Like holder for cards Yeah, yeah And it kind of holds like that. like that And you right. can just set it like And you that. can just set
0: it on yeah. there That's not a bad idea And just leave it on that desk over there Yeah That's, That's pretty beautiful. cool Thank you so much You're so welcome So, so that, Mary, that means a lot that Merry will...
1: Christmas And happy new job <laughs>
0: <laughs> i will treasure that for years to come for sure i'm glad i'm glad oh but let's let's so jump into the, into the Sorry about now it. that we had our little christmas break um <laughs> let's <Right. laughs> let's uh jump into some news for you today um we're just gonna be real blunt with you the <laughs> yeah. the 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 news and rumors well basically everything in this episode is a little light um mm-hmm. <laughs> we w- it's as heavy as last week right, was right. it's the opposite this week <laughs> it was inevitable as as insane as last yeah. week's episode was that yeah. we would have kind of a slower week that's okay we're just here to talk oh, yeah. Star Wars have a good time and of course we hope that's the same for you guys so let's just jump into it here the first story we have today in our news is Star Wars pinball VR coming April 29th. So, uh, some of you may have played Star Wars Pinball. Um, Zen Studios has been making that for a while, and that it has been on different consoles and things throughout time, and now it is going to be releasing in VR, and that'll be on Oculus Quest 1 and 2, Steam VR, PlayStation VR, all on April 29th, just in time for May the 4th, the Star Wars oh, day. Oh, Yeah. So, um, it's going to launch with eight tables. It's got a brand new Mandalorian and a Star Wars Classic collectible table, along with six remastered favorites, including A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, Star Wars Rebels, and Masters of the Force. So, um, yeah, I'm sure if you can't afford to have a pinball machine, this would be fun. Or if you don't want to go to an arcade and, <laughs> right. and touch a bunch of sticky buttons, then yeah, here is exactly. your other option. Do it in VR. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not much to say <laughs> about that. I not, mean... I mean, really, yeah, not much else to say. If you like pinball, then I'm sure this is cool. If you don't like pinball, then this probably isn't that right, cool. All right, well,
1: though. then, sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't mind a game of pinball, but... No,
1: I actually really do like
0: pinball. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty fun.
1: Now, I mean, I do personally like the, the you know, real-life pinball, but... Sure. It, I mean, it is what I, have, it is. I have
0: most experience in pinball, like, on, on the computer, like, real old... Those real yeah. old, you know, like, you know, press the space bar. Yeah, and, yeah. It was, know, like, I, the one that was built in
1: into microsoft the, yeah, 95 yeah, came or, with, or uh, word
0: what i'm saying windows 95 windows it came with windows yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I spent a lot of time playing that oh, one yeah, in the past me but too that's that's probably the most pinball i've played yeah is, is with that so <laughs> but hey i mean anything star wars related, you know it's got to be better yeah, right? yeah. naturally and, it's better i mean so. i have an oculus so who knows maybe i'll pick this up hey i mean I, uh you know same here same this here. doesn't say how much it's gonna be but like if it's cheap, I mean, if you it's know. like if it's like ten if it's or less, like ten bucks, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd I mean, if it's it. like thirty, then pass. Yeah, <laughs> no, but. yeah. Well, I mean, you got like the ILM stuff that's like thirties. There's no what? way this is. Oh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Those the Oculus store can be pretty pricey. Well, there's some, some stuff pretty... that like
1: that are like it's very simple stuff and they're like twenty five dollars for like to like look around a scene and that's it. Exactly, <laughs> that's like, what I mean. Okay, so,
0: so, sometimes the pricing doesn't make much yeah. sense. We're lucky that the the the. Darth Vader series is as cheap as it yeah, is. Yeah. Because they could have charged a lot more than than that based off of other games' prices. But yeah. Anyways, absolutely. let's go ahead and move yeah, on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about Pinball.
1: Anyway, um, so our second news piece for this week is that actually D. Bradley Baker. So those of you who are not familiar with Mr. Baker, and he is the uh voice of all of the clones in the Clone Wars series, and he is a absolute legend in the voice acting community. Uh, But he did all of the clones, and obviously, naturally, he's, you know, doing all the clones for the Bad Batch. And uh, so, recently, and and, and Drew will have more about this, but D, um, they just wrapped up, obviously, with Bad Batch. They're getting ready to release it here soon on May 4th. And he actually says he praises the dramatic ending to Bad Batch. So, apparently, it's, 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 you know, I don't know. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but maybe a tearjerker. Maybe it's something kind of surprising or crazy or dramatic, but...
0: Yeah, um, he was interviewed by Disney D23 magazine, and they just asked him some different things about it. And and so I'll just read, uh, quote, it's a beautifully written show. Um, Corbett and some other name are really smart, and they really love Star Wars. They're all the things that a fan could want for the best kind of Star Wars experience. I'm going to assume that's talking about the writer and the director. And, uh, then he goes on to say, quote, it takes what we found in the Clone Wars to another level of depth and awesomeness. It's real Star Wars in the best possible sense. It's an amazingly dramatic and satisfying series or story for anyone, whether you know Star Wars or not, but especially if you love Star Wars, end quote. And then it goes on to say, uh, "quote A fan who has paid attention to where things ended in the Clone Wars might be able to guess where we're going to start in the Bad Batch." End quote. Which, of course, I mean, we assume yeah. is going to have, begin right after Clone Wars, right? Um, right after Order sixty six, right?
1: Or like at that transitional, or point. or in that you transition point, yeah. yeah, Which that's um, going
0: to be. I hope that I
1: mean, hope they don't skip over that because I want to see how the bad batch reacts to the, the command if they even get the command or if they have the chips or whatever, Who knows? so we'll see about that. But yeah, I mean,
0: who knows? Um, I, I want this to be good. I want this to be mm-hmm. good. So bad. Um, I'm not sold on it <laughs> yet at all. Right. Based off of what we've seen of the bad batch. Right. Um, but, man, if they can get this right and they can make it good, I'll be really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, here's the thing. You don't want anything,
1: any Star Wars medium. apologize. I'm taking my jacket off, so it's a little bit of noise here. Um, you know, any any Star Wars medium, you know, um, yeah. show, book, anything. You don't want it to be bad. Obviously, you, you're hoping for the best. And, you know, from what we've seen, this could be a little cheesy or a little goofy who knows right and, and and then they try to like wrap it up with something really dramatic at the end and that just wouldn't work out but it is very possible that this as you said could turn out good and if it does turn out good then it's going to be really good. So I'm just super excited to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, any like you said, like we've said it a billion times, anything new Star Wars is, is good Star Wars. Um, some better than others, of course. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hope they do hit the nail on the head for well, sure. I think,
0: you know, you've got you to gotta hope that they've learned their lesson with, right. with the animated shows. And what I mean right. by that is that their biggest audience is adults. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, adults are the reason that Clone Wars still exists. Yeah. Like the reason that Clone Wars came back is because a bunch of grown adults wanted to <laughs> see the ending of the show.
1: Well, I I said I, I we in our previous episode for episode 50, um, <clears throat> we did uh, you know, our recap basically of, of our very first episode which is like the state of Star Wars or the future of Star Wars. Um, and I actually, I, for to preparation for that episode, I went and re-listened to our first episode, and one of the things that I said was, you know, there's a lot of things that are child, kid-centric in Star Wars. Um, it's like, But here's the thing, look at the Star Wars fan base, the original movies. Well, people who, are, who like the original movies are in their 50s and 60s now, if not older. Uh, people who like the prequels, who like us, or grew up the prequels, you know, getting in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, You know, people with Clone Wars are getting into their 20s now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yes, Star Wars is always going to have a kid-centric, uh, how I say that? I don't want to say it like that. They're going to have kids no. in mind, right? Right, right. But, but they also need to be cognizant and cognitive of who is their major supporters, though,
0: like you said. Exactly. And and And, no, I agree with you. Star Wars is always going to be considering children. I mean, because, I mean, George Lucas will tell you himself that Star Wars was made for kids. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's just the the bare bones fact of it all. Um, But it has progressed to the point now where most of these kids that originally watched Star Wars, like you said, are old. Um, We are all... uh, And now what keeps star wars going are adults right and right. and so with that being said let's let a show like the bad batch be for the adults well and, and here's the thing sorry go ahead and I'm there's stuff. i was just gonna say there there are shows like star wars resistance which is definitely right. a kid's show right. and that's perfectly okay yeah that's great let's keep getting shows like star wars resistance That you can that you can watch with your kid if you want, just to to, and you know it's better than watching Doc McStuffins, trust me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. At least uh, that's something to do with Star Wars. At least you can watch. Yeah, at least it can be Star Wars, (laughs) even if it's still not that great. Right. Um, Yeah. But then let's also let something like the Bad Batch be for the adults. And and if you look at it like this way, Clone Wars. You know, we grew up with Clone Wars, which when I say we, like, you know, I was already like fifteen or whatever, sixteen or something. But but still. Um, you know, a lot of people have kind of grown up with Clone Wars. So now this Bad Batch, which is continuing off the Clone Wars, is a perfect time to continue that story for an older audience that grew up with Clone Wars. Right. Again, I don't know that that's what bad batch is going to be I, I i worry that they're still going to focus so much on well, making it yeah. making it goofy so kids well, can and laugh and, look look at how the precedence that they they set
1: for the they set batch, for the bad
0: right? batch exactly and that's my fear right but i'm still just waiting for that day when they're like you know what this animated show right. is is for the boys you it's know what for, I mean? the boys, baby. <laughs> for the boys for the boys for the men <laughs> <laughs> No here's the thing here's the thing and this is well, like when getting... I say boys I mean boys with a z Yeah oh,
1: right b o y z Sorry go ahead uh, no so I mean here's the thing um, you know and this is speaking to uh, a broader issue that's not necessarily Star Wars but you got to think of our culture um you know think of the United States culture compared to like the Japanese culture if you watch a, if you are an adult who watches an animated television show or an animated movie in either of these two cultures, you're viewed in two different, very big different ways. You can be an adult, like, and you could be in your fifties and it's just normal in Japan to watch anime, right? To watch animation, right? But then in, in, you know, it's, it's a common trope in our culture that if you watch animation in any context as an adult, you're just a child or you're childish or, or Furthermore, it's not necessarily that you are childish, but it needs to be childish because animation is for children, right? right? So if we can overcome that stigma and that thought process that, hey, you can still watch an animated show... But yet it could be adult related, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it, not, it doesn't need to be explicit or anything like that. But I'm just saying have adult sure. themes or more, you know, darker or, or deeper story plots. That's not just like, oh, two droids are in a market trying to find berries.
0: you know. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and they're shenanigans, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, a lot of people think that's one, some of the best episodes of Clone Wars. <laughs> I,
1: and I'm not saying, and here's the thing, I, you know me, I love Clone Wars <laughs> and I love those episodes. But at the same time, when the whole show was like that i.e. No, resistance, I'm, you know
0: what I'm saying? <laughs> so. I, I get exactly what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um and I, yeah, and, and like you said, it, I'm not asking for this show to have explicit content in it. I'm right. not asking for it to have like a bunch of gore and yeah. and you know, like I'm not asking for anything like that. Just um I'm just saying, yeah, just some, some more adult themes, like being able to tell a little bit of a darker story. Or yeah, maybe a dealing more with complex death, story. You know, and things um, of that nature, yeah, you know. Being able to show maybe some some death and the grittiness of battle which you know know, clone wars did dive into that some sometimes yeah yeah. but sometimes you know the show's would like would hurry and cut away like right before you right, know, like but the, the saber stuff. struck like, down. Right, it would right, go to the like next that. scene or something. And like yeah. I, you know, I, I say give us a little bit more of the of the the violence from it. Yeah, you know? I mean it's you the realness
1: of what it what's right. happening. I mean at the end of the day the lightsaber still hit that person. You know. Yeah. So anyways we
0: have managed to talk about that for a really long time. So <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> anyway, long story short, <laughs> we're hoping Bad Bad turns out well. D Bradley Baker if, thought it was. It good, just felt so. like a really good time to discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have <laughs> much else. We don't have much. <laughs> so we just, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay, moving on. This actually is a very interesting story, probably the most interesting story of, of our episode, in my opinion. Um, I'm not, I'm going to butcher this, but, um, yeah. better not. Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney plus series cast Indira Varma. Oh. So, nice. um, Indira Varma has joined, uh, the Kenobi series. Her role is being kept under wraps.
1: Mm-hmm. So Indira, I um, believe she was in Game of Thrones, I believe, right? Um, she was not a huge role in
0: that, but I think in the later seasons she was a you know decent-sized role in that. It says she currently stars in the ABC legal drama For Life. She's also mm-hmm. known for appearing as... Ilaria Sand in Game of Thrones. Sand, yes. Also Patrick Melrose, Paranoid in Carnival Row.
1: Which is funny because I believe her character is the sister to um, The Mandalorian. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but... Pedro uh, Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Anyway, oh, interesting. And, and you remember that? Anyway. Um. So, point is, she does have quite a bit of experience in acting and, you know, being an actress and whatnot, and, and, and she's in a lot of big stuff. Of course... Who knows what her her role is going to be maybe she's a tatooine native or she's uh you know a mysterious uh you know empire person that comes by and tries to help obi-wan who knows right I don't know right but there's not a lot to say about this just as much as that hey we you know we're getting more news about the obi-wan series and that's always good of course and she's a she, she's she's well known
0: she's yeah good. well and so fans have been digging around with this because. Because of the reason that they're they're saying this role is being kept under wraps. Yeah. Uh, so that makes people think that there is some significance to that. Um yeah. And the current idea is that maybe she's playing Satine.
1: Okay. For flashbacks. Hold on, she doesn't even look like Satine, like at all. I mean, that's just my opinion, I suppose. Well, but.
0: don't don't think about the dark hair. Think about like, like I look a picture. Yeah. Again. Pull up a pull up a picture of her and Satine at the same time and give his, which you know Satine is an animated character but and here's the thing I know
1: he's gonna say something probably about uh, eh okay if they give her like a wig I could kind of see that I mean her face structure, facial structure is a little different too but anyway so my point was is that you know okay if it's under wraps you know probably a bigger character. And if she's a bigger character and it's under wraps, I would imagine, you know, I, I would imagine that you would say that, it's, you know, it's a uh, love interest. And I'm just saying, listen, if... Are you saying I would say it's like, a love I interest? Like, I thought that's what you were, like, alluding to when you were saying that. You no. know what I'm saying? So my point is, is that um, if Obi-Wan has any love interest, it better be Satine and Satine only. Like, that's all I'm saying. And I don't care who plays. I don't, you know, if, if Indira Varma or whatever, if she wants to be Satine, she becomes a Satine. Okay, great. I'm just saying it needs to be Satine. That's all I'm saying about it.
0: You know what I'm saying? You you don't want Kenobi to be able to... to, No. (laughs) ...to find love in the desert? No. No.
1: I love Obi-Wan, but the only person that is worthy of Obi-Wan is Satine. So, just... I'm just saying...
0: I don't know. I kind of like the idea that maybe he finds some love in the desert. The only problem is, is she has either passed already by the time, which would be sad, by the time we get to A New Hope. Yeah. Or, um, for some reason, she's out of the picture. So, it, it it would, unfortunately, no matter what, it's a tragic ending still for Yeah, I guess, like, so, either way. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't... Kenobi is always so dedicated to the to the Jedi code that I, I don't see him cuz even with Satine he loves Satine but he never initiated anything because of the order right exactly um,
1: and that's that's my point is that if he didn't do anything even for Satine then he better not be doing it for anybody else that's all I'm saying cuz like I think that would kind of almost take it take away from his character a little bit because, like, even to the end, you know, he's still stuck with it, and he, he, he pushed away his own personal wants and needs and
0: protected Luke. You know what I'm
1: saying? I don't know. That's just the way I look at it. But
0: Yeah. Well, uh, some other people think maybe she's going to play the seventh sister.
1: Oh, and th- yes, that's what I want to say. If you look up a picture of the seventh sister, she does look similar to her. hmm And that's what I thought. And it's going to be after that timeline. It's going to be a little bit after, so she could be a little bit older. older. A little
0: bit after what?
1: Uh, when we see her in uh, um, Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Do we see the seventh sister?
0: Maybe in? I'm thinking of the no, wrong sister. the seventh sister is uh, in Rebels. So this would we would be seeing her before her appearance in Rebels. Oh, yes, I was thinking of the wrong sister. Apologies. Um, um, you, you know, because... Okay, I can see that too. We've yeah. talked before about how like you kind of have to imagine that there's going to be maybe some Inquisitors involved... Oh yeah, yeah. And and hunting Kenobi or something, right? We've also heard that there's like a some kind of clone trooper squad that's hunting Kenobi. So who knows what's going to really be? But you have to imagine they're going to be pulling out all the big guns for Kenobi. Yeah. So yeah, I was thinking of the second sister. That's right.
1: So yes, I could definitely see. I could see it being the uh, the uh, whoever you said
0: seventh sister.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, I don't know anymore. <laughs> All right, well,
0: let's move on. Again, we're finding we're finding a lot of padding here. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> yeah. jump into our rumors. Um, and our first rumor is one that might bring a little bit of joy to um, some recent controversial events. Bring some light to some stuff. Yeah, bring stuff. some. Um, you know, Gina Carano has been kicked from Star Wars. She's gone. See you later. Um, her character has basically, uh, from what we understand, sounds like her character is being wiped from existence. They canceled the toys, everything. She's she is, uh, Cara Dune is is no more and no longer important. Yeah. So, all anyway. that being said, the new rumor is that Harrison Sundula is going to be kind of basically taking over her role. Yeah. In Rangers of the New Republic. What's yeah, your thoughts I mean, on
1: that? I mean, that's... Uh, here's the thing. You know, I don't like the idea of her being kicked um, in terms of, like, the character being gone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, I just think that's going to create some continuity issues. But... But... I would... I You know, I love the character of Hera way more than I like the character of Cara Dune. So, going into... Rangers of the New Republic. It would make sense that Hera would be a part of that. First of all, sure. And if she becomes a big part of that, and they do it right, I think that'd be pretty awesome. You know, despite of all the the setbacks of of having the continuity issues with Cara Dune, that is a pretty sweet trade off if that's true. That's the way I look at it, anyway.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I <clears throat> I agree hundred percent. I I love the character of Harrison Dula. I've been following this character for a long time now through uh different mediums I mean if Justin I mean Hera was one of our first uh well actually she was the first one of the first characters they focused on in the new canon books yeah Uh, her relationship with Kanan was was the very first Star Wars book we got in canon in current canon and um and ever since we've been following her throughout lots of different things including rebels of course being her her biggest and most important yeah. but she's also been in other books, other comics, video games. She's one of those characters that has now carried across ab- about everything in Star Wars. Right. And uh, and and we even hear them mention her name in uh in um Solo? Uh, or no, it Rogue, Rogue One Rogue One. Rogue yeah, one. I can remember it was, yeah. And uh, she's pretty much assumed to be there at the battle at the end of rise of Skywalker. Her yeah, ship is there. I've seen the ghost. That as well. Yeah. So all of that being said, um, I think this makes perfect sense for her to be in this show. Oh um, yeah. Absolutely. I would, I would love it. I would be much more excited about the show if she's involved because again, exactly. she's connected to so much history of Star Wars. Right. And and I just think that would be great. She's worked alongside so many of the legends and so many of there's just so much and of course you also have to think about it this way. We know this show is part of this 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 new um event series. Event something? series that they're they're yeah. working towards. And what else does that involve? It involves Thrawn, it involves Ezra, there you go. it involves Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah. and of course, um, Hera has a lot of history with those characters, yeah, so yeah, again, yeah. it just makes it perfect makes sense. sense. I mean, like I said, so if there ever was going to be a replacement, this is yeah. a perfect replacement. I, honestly. I think it's crazy if if she's a replacement. I would hope yeah. that Hera was always Yeah, I hope she was originally always I, a big part Yeah, of it. I
1: mean like and that that Cara Dean would have been just like someone who kind of came in and yeah, tied those two different I, I, sides of the exactly. universe together.
0: Yeah. I personally hope that this whole replacement thing is more speculation and that Hera was always involved because I think I agree. I yeah. think that she needs to be in some, one of these series because I think yeah. she plays an important role in, in in these other characters' stories that we know we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, going a little deeper into this, they talked about um, this show and, and, and Hera specifically being a bridge to The Mandalorian to its spinoff shows. And they also um, – and, th- and this all came from LRM Online – they also shared that it will be sometime until production for the Rangers series commences. And it's being reported that Lucasfilm creatives are encountering some problems in making sure that Rangers of the New Republic properly connects to the universe already set up by the Mandalorian. Hmm. I wonder what way. So what does that mean?
1: Yeah, I'm no, I really don't uh, I don't think I would have to hazard a guess on that one. I really don't know yet. Um yeah, cuz like I, I need more context to really even guess as to what that even means. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's um it, I mean, could it be something to do with Cara Dune? I mean, I don't know, right? I mean, maybe they're having differences on how this story plays into the rest of the well, of the right? Series. And maybe it is because they've went from maybe it's because they did they had Cara Dune and they now are truly replacing her for Hera. Mm-hmm. And that does you would you would assume have a lot of effects for what right. happens later? Well, well here's the because thing: because
1: it's think of this at this point. Other than just being the fact that they're they're fighting on the same side, what does Hera have to do with Mando, or with Boba Fett, or with with uh, any of these? Right? What 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 does Hera have? To do? I mean, we don't see any of these people or characters in Rebels, so. I do think that Cara Dune was meant to bridge that gap and tie that in so that Cara Dune and Hera become cohorts. And as a, you know, newly minted uh, uh, ranger or or uh, marshal of the New Republic, she's helping Hera and, and that Hera's a huge part of it and also, know Cara Cara Dune is a big part of it. Again, it bridges that gap so then whenever Mando or whoever needs help in this event series that he calls on Cara Dune and Cara Dune's like, hey, you know, I'm going to have to go do this thing. She's like, no, without me, you're not, you know, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, yeah, I do think now there is that kind of odd link. You know, how do they link it now? So, I do think that is a part of it now I'm talking about it. (laughs) Well, I guess only time will tell. Very true. Okay, so we're getting some more rumors on the Andor series, but this is actually some pretty... A spicy tuna on this one here. A little spicy sauce here. and this that one's is very spicy. Very spicy. Especially th- for you and me. Yes. Is that <laughs> on the Andor series, it is rumored that Ewan McGregor is supposed to appear on the Andor series. So, yeah. honestly though, I it's super exciting to see Ewan again, but I'm not really yeah. sure what context he would be in. But who could he be playing? I, it's no. honestly, I have honestly no clue who he would be
0: playing, though. Yeah, like, I mean...
1: Maybe I mean, me do
0: He's a great actor, so <laughs> I'm sure they'll, they'll. I'm sure they'll find good find useful, something. But, right. but like, how
1: funny would it be though? Well, for real, how funny would it be if they bring in McGregor and he's not actually Obi Wan, and be, it's just like some random bystander? I <laughs> would be so mad. I'd honestly. get up and like I'd, throw I'd, my TV across. The room. I would deactivate Disney no. Plus and just walk off
0: <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah. So this is this is really interesting. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Is this rumor most likely happening? Probably not. Let's just go ahead and say that. Yeah. I think, I think there's a good chance this probably isn't real, but let's talk about it like it Mm. is. Let's talk about like it is because first of all, if you, okay, even just for you and me, but this goes, I think for a lot of people and probably a lot of people that are listening. Yeah. Um, if Obi-Wan Kenobi is in Andor, yeah. our excitement just went... Through the like, roof. through the roof, through the, literally. Like, literally, it
1: took me from, like, oh, this is, like, I really couldn't care less about the show, but hey, it's Star Wars. So like, oh my gosh, I'm watching every episode just in case Obi-Wan's in it again. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and we know we figured we'll get some some familiar faces through this yeah, series. Yeah. And, um, of course, I never anticipated Kenobi could be one of those, but... but the timeline matches up to some degree. The timeline, right? it works. Um... We're not super set, I think, on when Andor exactly is taking place right. just yet. How close is it is to Rogue One Right. That's the yeah. that's the big question is how close are we to Rogue One at the beginning of this yeah. this show? Are they gonna be so anyways? Um so they might have to make him look um, even older. But but what's interesting is we're getting the show before the Kenobi series. So right. if we get him in in Andor, we're getting that's actually our next appearance of Obi Wan Kenobi. Which
1: you know I, I
0: as a Obi Wan
1: fan, like die hard fan, my favorite character type thing, like of course I want to see Obi Wan in anything, especially with the McGregor, you know, right, it's just amazing. Right. But part of me is almost like, does it kind of take
0: away the, the just like I don't know how I'm oh, trying no. to say, you know no, what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, and and it will. That's the thing. If this happens. Kenobi, I mean, trust me, we're still going to be excited about Kenobi. It's going to be the best I mean, thing gonna, ever. We're going to yeah. love it. But yeah, it's going to take away from what makes Kenobi so special Right. if we're right. getting him back as Obi-Wan in a show before that. And maybe it's just a small little tease. Well, this
1: is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say at the very beginning. I don't think he's going to be a regular character. No, 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 no. My thought is is that they they heard about this rumor that he was in the show. I guarantee you that at the very end of the show at the very last episode there you know the next show after andor will most likely be kenobi uh, if i'm not mistaken at least or very close to it it'll be in the running uh, and it's I, like and here's saying it may not be the next show but in terms of timeline it's very close so i could definitely see like one of the last episodes like they show obi-wan just like a brief glimpse or maybe even just like from behind or you hear his voice or something like that i don't think he's going to be a recurring like character in the show that's just my opinion
0: yeah, no, I, I, I don't think we're gonna get um, a bunch of them. I think if anything, he'll he'll have a very short um, appearance in the episode, or or you know, kind of like the Mandalorian—a one episode he's involved right, exactly. and then he's out, something like right. that. Kind of like with the whole Luke thing, yeah. Right, right. Um, I, but see, what what would be weird is you would get an older Kenobi. We assume from this, sure, he'd be yeah. he'd be quite older and then and then we get Kenobi so we'd be going back back in time We'd be going back in time <laughs> right because you know Kenobi I think is only going to be like what six years after something like that yeah I want to say they said six years I don't know <clears throat> something like that well I know it's six years after
1: uh mm. uh order 66 in Jedi Fallen Order so I don't know if that's uh what you're thinking
0: of or not but <laughs> maybe it is I don't know but anyways um but we know he's going to be still kind of younger he's right. not going to have gotten to old Ben just yet Right. And so, but it, depending on the time, the timeline of Andor, he might very well be pretty close to being Old Ben. So. Which I think it could still work because if we've
1: never seen Old Ben before, then yeah, I think that would be an issue. But I think the fact that we already know Alec Guinness and we know Old Ben so well, they could probably get away from showing a little bit older and then going back to his younger, like get his backstory type thing, which we already know backstory. But you know what I'm saying. You know, I don't know. I'm saying like at the end of the day, I don't know that this is, you know, going to happen, but I do think that they could get away with it if they wanted to.
0: That's the thing. It's, is it necessary? No. No. But are they going to do it to, to encourage people to come and watch the show? Right. Maybe. Yes.
1: To hype it up, (laughs) to give it some legitimacy and context. I definitely think that would absolutely help. I mean,
0: let's, let's be honest. Look at the success of the Mandalorian. Yes. People love Mando. People love, um, baby Yoda, but some of the big things that really got people excited in this past season were the things that we could connect to and remembered from other things, including Luke and and Boba Fett, all these characters that that connected and that we have grown to love. I mean, love or hate it,
1: there's a lot of nostalgia packed within those characters that people just know and And if Kenobi
0: shows up on Andor, (laughs) it's going to, everyone's going to go crazy. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be I mean, everyone's going to be talking about Andor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so Disney has to make those decisions on... Do and they? knowing
1: the Disney, you know,
0: it's... Pretty,
1: <laughs> they don't care about how it's going to affect other stories or well, canon or anything. Yeah, and like, so,
0: <laughs> you know, you can't really blame them for thinking about doing it. Right. Um, since exactly. since the timeline does fit. But anyways. Yeah. Well, so real quick. So there there's a last thing that we'll say on this rumor, and actually we'll be done with the
1: rumors. Uh, but it's one last thing to tie on to this. And it's kind of a given, I think... Um, I think it's something that, that is not even necessarily needs to be rumored, but we've heard about it as a rumor, so we just want to say it. And that is, it is rumored that Ahsoka will be, appear in Andor as Fulcrum, as we see in Rebels. Um, again, there's not much to say about that. I think it is almost a given at this point, but I did want to mention it
0: just because it's been floating
1: around and we just want to mention it.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, again, that makes sense because yeah. of Rebels. Um, she is Fulcrum, and we know right. this is going to be set prior to Rebels. But um, you know, it could very well maybe show the origins of her becoming Fulcrum, if, right. unless we already got that in the Soka novel. I, I did would know. we get that in the Soka novel? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but at the same time, I don't. I don't want to necessarily say it's a given. I don't. I don't know that I'm going to go that far because uh, they may want to. Well. Isn't Andor also Fulcrum? Uh, because there are multiple multiple Fulcrums. I think so. he, I think they call him that as well. Because I want to say that so, originally Anakin was like
1: a Fulcrum too. So
0: it would it definitely makes sense to to uh, to somehow like end up um them meeting at some point. It would it would make sense um, and maybe pass on that code name. Yeah. Or something along the lines of that. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll Cause, yeah, out. you're right. Because Ahsoka because Anakin uses that in an episode of something Clone he uses Wars, it, I believe. And yeah. then Ahsoka uses it uh somewhere else in Clone Wars. Right. <clears throat> yeah and then later on she continues to use that. Yeah. Yeah. I, ju- I remember that now. So I guess so. we'll figure out more as the show comes about. <laughs> but you have to think about it. If if Andor can you can you look up and see if Andor uses that? Look that up real quick, because yeah. if he does, there has to have been a reason why he did. So maybe, um, maybe that does require some kind of meeting with Ahsoka. And like so, there's
1: maybe like a connection about all the, with all the fulcrums and stuff. Oh, uh, notice that Cassian Indoor section one of his operations is, is fulcrum. So that's one of his op- quartering, of his quartering what? to this. <laughs> quartering. Yes. quartering and this. Also on StarWars.fandom, Fandom it says Captain Cassian indoor the Alliance. To restore the Republic was a fulcrum, fulcrum recruitment agent, to the alberios sector.
0: Oh, he's a Fulcrum recruitment agent. Yeah. So he recruits Fulcrum. So that could be the connection right there too, maybe. So here's but the thing. Again, but they've already established the name Fulcrum, which we know, kind of, comes from Ahsoka. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll know. figure it out. That's uh, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're really diving deep into these. We're today, really but, uh, getting in there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on for now. Uh, uh, I'm sure we butt. will eventually figure <laughs> out that stuff as time move, as time goes on and as these stories get closer. But for now, we're going to jump out of releases and we're going to yeah. dive into our. Oh, sorry, I said that wrong. We're going to jump out of rumors. And dive in to our releases. Mm. I don't think I said that though, yeah, right the first uh, time. Probably not. Um, <laughs> this week we have uh, a new Star Wars comic. This is issue twelve. Operation Starlight is still going on. So again, there's a little, might be some little connections to the High Republic in there. If you're interested, uh, that's the only thing we have coming this week. Actually, wow. is just that comic issue uh again it's kind of a slow time for releases in star wars even though i will say victory's price the the last novel in the alphabet squadron did just come out this past week i have it here at my home i have not read it yet i've not even opened it yet i've not opened the book but i am very excited to get into that um here soon we will do an into the dark review Yeah, Uh, we'll talk about that. We were actually required to do that by Disney because they gave us a review copy. Yeah, Um, so we do need to really get on that. Uh, (laughs) As the resident reader, you need to get cracking on that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll do that review um, as soon as we as soon as we can, Um, and and we'll we'll probably do a um, kind of a review on on the Victory's Price, but maybe kind of an overall discussion about the alphabet yeah. squadron trilogy as a whole and yeah. kind of just do like a spoiler discussion on that trilogy for those that might be interested in hearing that so uh be on the lookout for that stuff we'll be we'll be talking about that stuff soon but uh moving on past that i think we're going to be uh, going to our q a yeah
1: so now we're going into A. Q&A. so no <laughs> well, so now, now
0: npr news anyway um
1: so This week is going to be a little bit different, so uh, we got some leftover questions accompanied with this week's questions. Um, So what we're going to do this week, uh, which is different from usual, is that we're going to utilize our Q&A for our main topic. So the reason we're doing this is because what I've noticed, except for a couple stray questions which we'll get to next week, is that almost all of our questions are lightsaber related questions. So I don't know if you guys were bouncing ideas off of each other in the comments or uh, messing each other to, to, to link up or whatever, but almost all these questions have to do with lightsabers. So um, what we're going to do this week is we're going to talk about everything lightsabers so we're going to talk about what a lightsaber is we're going to talk about the history of lightsabers we're going to talk about uh, Some of these really very cool interesting questions about the physics behind lightsabers things like nature Maybe go through some combat forms and all that kind of stuff so basically everything that you could want to know about a lightsaber um, Is going to be in this Episode, So it's going to be pretty fun. I'm excited uh, to go ahead and do that because it's, you know, doing kind of a, a topical study, so to speak, uh, of all these things is uh, really cool. So I want to go ahead and just read the definition. So first of all, you know, just get a basic cognitive definition from like a canon standpoint. Um, so on Wikipedia or starwars.fandom through Wikipedia, it says that the lightsaber also referred to as a laser sword by some of those who are unfamiliar with it as it was a weapon typically used by the Jedi, the Sith and other Force sensitives. Lightsabers consisted of a plasma blade powered by a kyber crystal that was emitted from a usually metal hilt and could be shut off at will. Uh, it was a weapon that required skill and training and was used greatly enhanced when it was in conjunction with the force. So, you know, just riding off of that, um, most of the time that's why you had to be a force user to wield a lightsaber. You know, we've seen some examples, a couple of times where people had it that weren't force wielders, but you had to be of considerable skill uh, because you could kill yourself really easily. <laughs> what was the question? I didn't ask. I didn't ask a question. Oh, you didn't. Know, oh, see, so guys, he doesn't listen. He probably didn't hear anything I said for like the past like thirty seconds. I'm right? sorry, I. uh... <laughs> No,
0: honestly, I have no idea what
1: you said. He doesn't listen, guys. He doesn't care what I say. To... Basically, I'm saying that we
0: were, as we talked about before the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know what we're. I know what our plan is. Basically, but I didn't know if you had read any of. the No, questions, I'm saying like... I first forget to
1: the questions, <laughs> We're going to talk about what the definition of a lightsaber even is. So yeah, anyway, continue. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, uh, okay. So basically, yes. Yeah. So a lightsaber, nine times out of ten, had to be used by somebody with the force because. You know, if you're swinging something around, you know, if you ever play with a toy lightsaber at your house, you know, plastic one, you know, it's very easy to, 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 even if you don't just outright hit yourself, to like, nick your arm or nick your leg, and with yeah. a real lightsaber,
0: that would be detrimental. Yeah, and in Legends, they, 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 they played that, like, like, it really mattered. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. In New Canon, they've kind of... They've had a few people that were not... Well, seen. like, in New Canon, there, there's literally an episode, uh, or not episode, an issue of the main Star Wars comic where... Chewbacca um Han and Leia <laughs> oh, all God. have lightsabers and they're like fighting that's kind them of and... dumb I'm not gonna... <laughs> no it was dumb <laughs> it was and I was like oh, I was like this is too far this is this is um you know it's just yeah. like uh what's the word gratification like um uh, like, no, self-gratifying what... yeah like, like I... just
1: uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to you know but... what <laughs>
0: right Man, now <laughs> there's there's a there's a it's almost like uh indulgence just for the sake of it like oh yes you know what yes. i'm saying like, i i, I know, there's no word there's, there's a word that, there's a word i'm not using the correct indulging ones, but, just for the sake of but you indulging. guys know yeah. you guys know what i mean yeah
1: uh, <laughs> hopefully you know what i mean <laughs> opulence i don't know. anyway so but yeah that is pretty stupid because like one of the only times we see in canon other than I guess this new episode or new issues, uh which was uh, I believe it was Tar Vizla, which was the Mandalore over Mandalore, and uh and he created the um oh no the, he, he he was a Jedi though so he did end up have he probably had to have force sensitivity. So I I rescind that. But we have Pre-Vizla who wielded the dark Darksaber and didn't have force sensitivity. So, I mean, there are times in canon where people have wielded them, they just have to be very, very skilled. Like, very skilled, (laughs) because if you could easily kill yourself. So, that is a lightsaber, and so now let's get into some quick history of the lightsaber. So, so one of the first iterations of a lightsaber is what they call a proto-saber, and this occurred, you know, uh, originally in the uh, Old Republic. And so this is no longer canon any any longer. This is Legends, which is a shame because I it, this is pretty cool. But the original lightsabers were uh, basically powered off of a battery pack. <laughs> so they had a big pack on the side of their, their belt that had a cord that would go up to their lightsaber. And that's how it would be powered, which makes sense, first of all. Um, but second of all, I just thought that was a pretty funny image. But that is actually no longer the case anymore. Um, that's not how it was. Now, in canon, though, there is something called a proto-saber, which is one of the original versions, which we see in, uh, what was it, uh, Vader Immortal, which I have not still played yet, which we're going to eventually do, um, on, on my video, but the proto-saber, uh, basically had two physical spikes or tines that came off the side, and much like the, uh, Death Star, it (laughs) projected plasma up from those two tines at a, you know, at a, you know, perpendicular angle and hit each other and it'd go up and create the lightsaber blade. So, uh, and it kind of condensed down to just one singular blade through the emitter. Um, So, you know, the funny thing is, is that I wish it didn't change because now the history of a lightsaber is basically still just a lightsaber. It didn't have the funny Battery pack and all that stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it it, <clears throat> it
0: appears that yeah they kind of just like were pretty much the same. I mean, <laughs> the, the day they the lightsaber, been, you know, <laughs> it's supposed to have been a pretty ancient weapon that we yeah. that we get um, from Lord Corvax. Yeah, but uh, I guess it's still possible they could go even farther back and and yeah. eventually yeah. show like the the lightsaber with the with the battery pack or whatever. But right, <laughs> but I doubt it. Yeah, I'm thinking since they've shown this that that means that's kind of they're doing away with that So they
1: kind of like dug themselves into a hole a little bit on that um, Which they have done on a couple different things Uh, (laughs) for the Old Republic Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, Uh, for sure Well, we can get more on that, but that's not what this is about Uh, Okay, so so now we know what a lightsaber is We know some of the history of the lightsaber Um, So we're going to get more into some of the other details later on But now let's get into some questions um, so, the very first question we got was from, like, a, like, two weeks ago, I think it was, from Kristen Perry, um, who says, If somebody dropped a lightsaber, so point first, would the lightsaber just keep going through the floors and other materials? So, I'll go ahead and give me give you my quick answer, and then, Andrew, you can elaborate. But, basically, my answer would be, it depends, but no, is my my main answer. So... It depends again on the on the context, but okay. So you pay, say you drop it point first onto the floor. Well, what we know nine times out of ten is that the saber itself, like the, the the plasma that's coming out, is usually not as wide as the hilt. So just an easy answer is okay. So it goes straight through the floor. It's probably going to stay at the hilt because the circumference of the hole that the saber would make is not as big as the hilt. So that's my quick answer. Um, secondarily. You know, we see in episode one, Phantom Menace, they try to go through the blast doors, and what did he do? Qui-Gon had to push the lightsaber through it, so it could cut through it, but it was so thick that it had to be pushed. Uh, so, you know, some depending on the density of the material, it may not go through. And last but not least, I don't, I don't know this for sure. I know there's a manual switch that turns them off, but I want to say that. If you just let go, I think you almost have to hold it on. That's not always the case, but almost every time that we see a lightsaber leave somebody's hands just by accident or whatever, it almost always turns off immediately. What are your thoughts on that part specifically? I'm kind of curious about that. On
0: that specifically, um, it is my understanding that lightsabers are created to turn off when, when they are let go of. Now, when you people's uh, argument would be, um, well, what about like they throw them and stuff? There well, has been times, yeah. Um, there's actually answers for that in in novels and things. Um, it's it is said that they um, the reason the blade stays on is through the force. They're yeah. they're actually using the force to continue for that blade to stay on, right. and that is the only reason why a, a blade would stay on. Um, when when you have let go of
1: it. Let me, and like I said, I'll let you continue, but let me quick, quickly interject is that, yes, while there are switches, the biggest part of a lightsaber is the kyber crystal, crystal, which is connected to the Jedi specifically through
0: the force. So, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so basically just the the way they're crafted is for a Jedi to be able to, to in a sense, kind of control it, right, in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and so yeah. so, yeah, when they, anytime you have seen a Jedi... Like throw a lightsaber in that you know like like we see Rey do and um, yeah she's using the Force to keep that blade going so
1: so so then so coming circling back to the original question if someone dropped their lightsaber from point first down do you think it would
0: continue to go through the floor so I guess we have to assume they are purposely doing this right. because the Jedi would have to use the Force to continue to let it go right um, I actually think. It's very possible, yes, because if you think about it. So let's say it's just like a a dura steel floor or something, sure. okay? Yeah. And you and you you see it, and I and I agree with you. The hilt would be larger, so it wouldn't just automatically fly. It would automatically just fall down, right? Right. It would stop, but I think the blade would eventually heat that up to the point to where it would, would it would expand, mm-hmm. melt. Yeah. Yeah. And then would continue to go. So I guess that it depends on the time frame is a big part. Yeah, like it <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be an instant thing. It right. would probably fall and then after time, if you continue to right. let that run, it would eventually get so hot yeah. that it would and then it would continue to go. But like yeah. but the the Jedi is gonna have to continue to the force. All that being said, would if you dropped a lightsaber, would it would it go th- all the way through the earth off to the into the other <laughs> side? N- no, probably no. not. That, that's because you know you hear people ask those kind of questions. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I think the answer would be you could for a while, but then probably not. Yeah, because you'd either get tired so, of waiting or <laughs> or you like couldn't sense it in the force anymore. You know right. stuff like that. <laughs> so so the, the 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 overarching
1: answer is I don't think it would do it at all because uh, if it was by accident by dropped accident. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. um, The lightsaber would just turn off right. Um, but but say it was on purpose, you know. Again, it kind of depends on the material. Because in my mind, if it's like steel or something like that, you know, my mind wants to say that it would almost bounce off a little bit. It would lay there and eventually start to melt the tip a little bit and like sink in. You know what I'm saying? Because Qui Gon does have to. He pushes it and then it pushes that's, it in. You know
0: what I'm saying? Mm, that's also a good point. So, You're right. It, yeah, it's getting yeah. a little too deep into this. Yeah, it's getting. But, 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 but that care. is a, that is kind <laughs> of a, a good point. If you. Yeah. But again, if if someone. If if a Jedi the only way it's gonna happen is if a Jedi is purposely doing it. So right. in my yeah. eyes, a Jedi is already gonna be pushing down to the ground or sure. using the force to push it to the ground. Yeah. Because if it's just falling, it's not gonna happen. Exactly. Because Exactly. Because a Jedi. So I think I think the, so. I think the easy answer is no. <laughs> if it's on an accident, if it was just
1: like, oh, they dropped it. Yeah. No, it's not it's happen. not gonna happen. <laughs> but if if they're intentionally trying to, then probably
0: yes for a little while. So there you go, Kristen. <laughs> There's like the most detailed the most answer detailed for that possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so great question. But here comes Alex with an even more in-depth question about lightsabers. This is very okay. scientific, and I actually, what's funny is that I actually have already thought about this, and I've actually read it, like a little like blog article about this too. So I'm I'm prepared to talk about this. So Alex, uh, I forget Mason, what the
0: question is, so I'm not prepared to talk about this.
1: Well, anyway, well I'll tell you. So don't worry. So Alex Mason, uh, his question was an interesting thought, and you really don't have to think about it because we don't get to experience it. We will, though, because as you hear by the first question, we will overthink it. So, <laughs> um, But in the Star Wars universe, since lightsaber blades are made out of plasma and controlled by electromagnetic fields, this would render the quote-unquote blade almost completely weightless. That being said, do you think that if we actually had real lightsabers in real life, uh, when you swung it, it would feel like you were just swinging the hilt of the saber around or do you think that you would be able to feel the tension of the plasma interacting with the surrounding atmosphere thus making the blade feel like it has some weight first of all that's a phenomenal question now i will say this and
0: this that's is a, that's a smart person question yes
1: so i have a semi smart answer for this <laughs> so plasma as we know it in the uh, in the you know in the uh, measurement of matter right plasma has no matter it's not even, so gas even has some matter, but plasma, which was like, what, the fifth state of, of, of matter, I don't know, whatever, uh, I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm gonna give you a semi-smart answer, <laughs> but plasma is, um, is, has no tangible matter, it has no weight, it has no matter, and furthermore, it's, like, in the lightsaber, it's being reined in by electromagnetic field, which would probably dis, uh, you know, Uh, dissipate any weight that it would have anyway so yes i would agree with you that it would feel weightless that when you ignited a lightsaber all you would feel in terms of weight is the handle or the hilt and even if you would go to swing it it's as if he was just swinging nothing swinging air and that's why actually jedi are probably super skilled and you'd have to have the force because not only are you swinging a blade that could absolutely just massacre you if you even nicked yourself, right? You don't even feel the weight of the blade, so you don't even have that context, right? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is, this is the kind of but to my answer, right? Like, here's this but. So, yes, there would be, as you're swinging the lightsaber, you would feel no weight, but there would be some type of tension when you interact with other matter right? Because when plasma reacts with tangible matter, something solid in a solid state, it does have a reaction. And as we can see, that's in real life. But in Star Wars, we see it again. Qui-Gon, what does he do? He stabs the saber into a Durasteel blast door. He has to push it through. So whenever the plasma would interact with other matter that's when you would get the feeling of tension but if it was just going through the air i would i would venture to say that no you wouldn't feel anything drew (laughs) anything
0: to add (laughs) well i mean (laughs) so anyway i think you uh you covered all the bases there um the only thing i i think is interesting that i i do want to point out is you know we're talking about how lightsabers are are um you know, weightless and things, I will say there are a lot of novels and stuff talk about lightsabers as being balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if they're completely weightless as much as they just have a very like, well, I guess balanced feel to them. Yeah. Um, but George Lucas always intended for them to be more like the, the weight of a, like, a great sword like in medieval times. really yeah hmm. now and when it got to the prequels that of course changed as you can see like yeah. they they are very very fast oh yeah you know yeah. With, so clearly that that idea changed but originally right. he wanted them to be very heavy we like can see a, that in the in the obi-wan well battle. and you, yeah <laughs> and you, and if you think about it in those terms yeah i mean yeah you can yeah. see that they're supposed to be real heavy and um so but yeah i think I think they, of course, the prequels, you know, Obi Wan ain't yeah swinging them around like nuts. they're, yeah. So, um, and, and th- I think that's kind of why it
1: changed because scientifically speaking, plasma it has no matter, it has no weight yeah. to it. So, I mean, it would make sense that he's kind of like, okay, it doesn't really and, make sense why it would be a great. Swimmer. And
0: I know also in, in Legends there was a lot of times where somebody that wasn't a Jedi would try to carry a lightsaber and they would be awkward and kind of heavy and and uh, and you know they unbalanced where then a Jedi yeah. would hold it, and it would be that perfect balance. It's so, pretty interesting. That um,
1: could be something to do with the electromagnetic fields that are holding it, too, yeah. and they might kind of do something to it. I don't yeah, know. who knows? Um, so, yeah, that's all I w- wanted to add to it. I think, okay. again,
0: you you covered it very greatly. So. Well, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> You're See,
1: welcome. And, that's, and I, when, I, when I spoke on it, it was kind of in the context of, like, real life. And here's yeah. the thing. I was just throwing out a little, so, little fun fact there. For yeah, well, you. and that's what I'm saying. Here's the thing, right? At the end of the day, this is Star Wars. It's not real life. And this is a galaxy far, far away. Who knows that their laws of physics and thermodynamics and aerodynamics and all stuff like that is different than our own?
0: So maybe matter or plasma does have matter, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, it might be different and it might feel different on every planet for all you uh, know. Yeah, yeah. And different
1: atmospheric <laughs> densities and all things. Who knows? Who knows? So, so
0: and uh, okay, the last thing
1: I'll say about it. But you know. <laughs> so here's the thing we know that when you go to the rainforest, right? the atmospheric density is much higher than you would be here in mid- the Midwest because there's higher density of of water in the air, right? So it's like it's like when you get to a really muggy, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the actual not good word for it, like the scientific word. Um, not muggy, but you know you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, I'm, uh,
0: I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Humi- uh, humid- humidification yeah. or humidi- mm-hmm. humidity. Humidity, humidity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh boys, we're getting there. anyway. Okay, so last thing we're I said, I'm there, just I'm getting, just getting crazy. basically, the denser the uh, humidity, mm-hmm. the more humidity, the denser the air is. So maybe on places like Kashik and um, oh, what's the other jungle planet I'm thinking of? Uh,
0: Felucia? Yes, falusia. Yes.
1: Um, maybe there is some because you know the plasma is interacting with some sort of matter, which is the humidity in the air who knows anyway too much so again referring back to alex's question interesting thought you really don't have to think about it because we don't get it to experience it in real life but so yes we took that but very far and we really explained that question so you're welcome so there also, you go
0: Overexplained uh, question number yeah. two now on to our third <laughs> overexplained. explained yes
1: also before we get to our third question alex mason did have a second secondary question it has nothing oh, to do with lightsabers and he just wanted to say just curious. Oh, no.
0: about, <laughs> I already know this is gonna. Be... Just curious about the rest oh, of the no. merch
1: lineup. I mean, if Andrew would put half as much effort into getting that done as he does oh. it,
0: attacking me, oh. he, we'd already
1: have a second merch oh, line roll. Out. that hurts.
0: <laughs> okay. That's uh, funny. Listen, That's funny. I am trying, but like, <laughs> Ooh. Um, this this company that we're <laughs> working through hates my guts. Apparently. Um, oh man. You must you mistreat you him like you treat Alex. I, <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be this, this difficult. Um, I I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that, but I, I am still looking into it. Yeah. Eventually we will have more merch. And if I you guys promise. have any
1: suggestions of like things outside of like clothes and stuff like that, like if there's anything else that you like to see yeah, please let us know. Yeah, and
0: if there are like designs you want to see like or quotes or anything. Yes. Exactly. Let us know because um apparently just our Jedi Eternal is is hard enough to get on there but maybe yeah. something else would be easier. So if there's something you want If anybody wants to work I'm with us snow. to cr- create design something yeah. Uh, 'll we'll, we'll gladly accept your help <laughs> yeah if you want to create some artwork for us yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah it's not copyrightable <laughs> We will we would love to take that from you and not pay you a dime so and, and
1: just be like hey good job so and so we really appreciate it and <laughs> Give you a pat on the back and move on, on. And, and then uh, make money off of your hard work <laughs> M- make like three dollars off of it but hey you know whatever <laughs> 250, $2.50. Two, uh, yeah $2.50. Anyway. hey it's all for good calls right all right <laughs> <Anyway>, so moving <laughs> on to our third question which is about lightsabers and this is a, coming from Christian again. Who says, how is a lightsaber... Where was everybody else at? Were they sleeping this week or something? They didn't care. They- <laughs> Actually, no. There, I, I To be fair, there was one by Brandon Dukes. And we're moving it to next week because it didn't have to the lightsabers and we have three. So, okay, Brandon, I well, apologize. But. To
0: everyone else, uh, do you guys just not like us anymore? Or do you not <laughs> listen to us anymore? <laughs> what is it? Are we just old news? Yeah, I think that's what um, it is. <laughs> I, I just want to know why no one wants to ask us questions. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Okay, so moving uh, on. Getting
0: the depression out of the way.
1: Uh, third question comes from Kristen again, who says, how is a lightsaber able to be energized? Do they have a specific power source? Also, if so, does that mean Jedi mm. have to
0: charge their lightsabers or change the batteries? I think we kind of already basically answered this question. Uh, I Did we? I mean, basically. But, I mean, we can <laughs> go me. over it again
1: answer is yes. There is a battery in there. Um, basically, the battery, though, is... It, it, it sends a pulse to the kyber crystal, which then is this power source of the crystal. It channels the energy through the crystal and creates the plasmic blade. But here's the thing. Uh, i actually pulled this up. So, in Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, in the script, there was unused footage. There's an unused scene. Now, they actually did film this, but it was unused. But, uh... I'll just read you part of the script here. It's kind of interesting. The two troopers fire blazer bolts at Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon deflects the bolts back and the stabs blow up. One, two. I don't know. This is a script. Who knows? Obi-Wan is exhausted and tries to cl- catch his breath. Obi-Wan, sorry, master. The water fried my weapon, referring to his lightsaber. Obi-Wan pulls out his burnt laser sword handle. Qui-Gon inspects it as Jar Jar pulls himself out of the mud. Qui-Gon says, you forgot to turn your power off again, didn't you? Obi Wan nods sheepishly. Qui Gon continues, "It it won't, or excuse me, it won't take long to recharge. But this is a lesson I hope you've learned, my young Padawan." Obi Wan, "Yes, Master." So clearly, yes, there there is a, a, a battery and battery in it. Um in fact if you look it up, it does say now I don't know well, if this is canon. we do
0: we do I was gonna say we do have to keep in mind that this was the script and they did not choose to actually right, follow that. Right. So therefore I don't think we can necessarily base it off of off of that.
1: So I'm gonna read this and and we can try to figure out if this is technically canon or not. <clears throat> It says lightsabers are powered by a kyber crystal. So that's the kind of the base source. You know, there has to be an energy pulse sent to the kyber crystal in order to get it to power up, but is the internal energy storage source, uh, that activates the kyber crystal, which is a diadium power cell, which we do hear about diadium or diadium, uh, and several different mediums. throughout the So I wouldn't be surprised, um, if that is true. Um, and it says the internal diadium power cell of lightsaber is rechargeable. And I, I read on something else that said, sorry. <coughs> <coughs> sorry about that. Good grief. I'm talking too much. I think that's the problem. Um, <laughs> uh, so, can ran out of power. But it says that it can be recharged via a charging port located at the bottom or the side of the hilt. So, according to what I'm reading, yes, that it is possible... Uh, to be recharged, and that, yes, it needs to be recharged. I would imagine it probably doesn't need to be recharged that often, if I had to guess, because, again, these diadium power cells are just sending pulses of energy to the kyber crystal, which then is able to be turned off using the the will of the Force, right? Whatever. So, Drew, do you have anything to add to that?
0: I don't necessarily know that I agree with you on it needing need to be charged. I don't I've never oh, heard, I've never heard of anyone saying, Oh, I gotta charge my lightsaber. Um I'm so, just reading this. I'm not saying I definitively agree with this. I'm just saying this is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, no, do. no. I mean you, you you asked what you know, so I'm just telling you. Well, well don't say I, it like to me, i don't understand. Like <laughs> I don't agree with you. I'm like, well, you don't agree with what I'm reading. Okay. Just say it like <laughs> that, All right. Good. I, I don't again, like I I don't uh I've never heard of it needing to be recharged. Mm-hmm. And if you go so, on the, the Wars.fandom and the Wikipedia stuff,
1: I, I don't see where it mentions, mentions that. Cause I tried to do a, a, a page search for charge and battery and neither thing came up. <laughs> so, um, I mean, here's the thing. We know that they can sustain water, right? We see people swim with lightsabers on. In fact, we even see in clone wars, we see, uh, <clears throat> them use lightsabers under the water, so we definitely know that it's it's, you know, it's possible to use underwater and stuff like that. So that's not what we're even talking about. But, <laughs> but anyway, let me see something here. I apologize. I'm trying to get a drink here. I'm like about to, on the verge of coughing. I don't know why. Excuse me. So, a lot of uh nice dead space here. I apologize. Oh uh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't think I mean, the problem is we probably should have looked this up before we we got on. <laughs> you here. think? You know, <laughs> yeah. So so let's kind of move on a little bit. If Drew you want to continue looking on this, you you can Yeah, well I I mean there's people saying stuff. Right. Which I read several different articles that said that there was batteries that they did have to charge them, but it was primarily the kyber crystal that powered it. So, but but again, I can't find a like legitimate like you know Wikipedia canon section that says that. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. So, um, so while Drew's looking at that, we can kind of move on a little bit. So I want to talk about a couple more things. Drew, you wanted to add some more things later on, but I want to talk about maybe some different lightsaber variations so that we see in um oh actually before i move on we're talking about the lightsaber losing power so pause your research cuz i want to talk to you about this for 2 seconds okay okay we're talking about lightsaber losing its power
0: but in rebels actually let me let me just read this to oh you real quick my gosh. okay go ahead this is this is talking about the diadium. um and this is from wikipedia now again i think this is actually a legends thing but let's just go ahead and assume it's probably kind of they're probably still kind of following that same the same um Mm. history with that or science of that Uh, and this says here that due to the power cells natural recharging abilities um Mm -hmm. if assembled correctly a power cell could last indefinitely
1: so again that makes more sense because here this is what i was about to say Okay, there is a battery. We kind of we kind of understand that know that. We look at diagrams of, of sabers, and I'm pretty sure you can see a battery. But the point is about the whole recharging part. But if you look at Rebels, remember when they go to, uh, I don't remember the, Sith, the planet, but it has the Sith temple where they meet Maul. Malachor. I think it was Malachor, yeah. <clears throat> and Ezra picks up one of those cross lightsabers, and while it was out, uh, it looked like it, it did run out of battery, but it still powered on after all of that time. So... It does clearly run out of battery, but it does look like it could last for a super, super, super long time. So I do think that makes the most sense that there is like the diadium or whatever it's called battery in it, but a lot of times it can like almost self recharge itself. So I think that's kind of the long and short answer. Uh, We can come back to it, you know, maybe at a later date, post on our Facebook on the comments or something along those lines. We don't take too much more time on this question. But hey, Kristen, apparently it's a great question because you stumped us a little bit. (laughs) Like I said, we, we usually research our questions before we get into the episode, but uh, it's been a really weird day. <laughs> so anyway, we got a little cocky with the other two. <laughs> so all right, so I mean, hey, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. So um, so let's uh l- let us just look at let's look at a couple of different variations of, of lightsabers. So I'm just gonna I'm on on uh Star which is the Wikipedia uh. uh, uh partner or whatever and so we're going to go through some of the different ones we obviously have the single bladed lightsaber obviously you have the double headed lightsaber uh we see a couple of variations of that which is the hinged double bladed lightsaber which we see i think that was in uh return of, or rise of skywalker with with uh, ray yeah um we see actually we also see it in uh, clone wars with um the evil, dumb frog Jedi dude that turns on all the clones—I can't remember his name—and I don't want to know his name because he's a jerk. Anyway, you love him. I do not. Anyway, uh, he has those two. If I remember, uh, there's the double-bladed spinning lightsabers, which we see with the uh, the uh, inquisitors. Inquisitors, yes. The split lightsaber, um, where they kind of like they can split off, or they can be connected as one. We have the lightsaber pike, um, and there's like this of so the broad sabers, and there's great lightsabers cross-guard lightsabers, and we see that, of course, with Kylo, and we even see it in Rebels as well. Um, We have the curved hilt, which we see with um, Dooku. There's the cane lightsaber, which we see with... um, Oh, what's his name? He's in Clone Wars. He's like the old master, but he has a cane lightsaber. I can't remember. Um, Of course, there's also the Shoto lightsaber, which is the smaller one, which we see um, Ahsoka use, and Mm -hmm. also kind of, I guess you could say that... That kind of uh Yoda uses as well, but could just be a, just a shorter bladed uh single blade and a couple of the smaller ones we have like the light whip um you see that a couple of times like yeah, pistol
0: that's uh um used by Vanessa Rowe in uh the high republic um middle grade novel i don't remember yeah. what the name of it yeah. is <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow come on um and also like light whip i think we also see it in uh clone wars whenever obi-wan gets captured by those cat egyptian goddess looking people um and he, they tried he tries to blow a lightsaber and they, like they whip his hand but i don't know if that's the same exact
0: context but it might be <laughs> and then you have of well course, hers hers like goes from like a normal lightsaber and then oh. transition into a whip okay so then never mind that's probably not the same yeah. context
1: um, and then the lightsaber pistol, which we see Ezra used at the beginning of Rebels. And then last but not least, we have the darksaber, which is, of course, the infamous saber we've been seeing a lot in Mandalorian, which was created by uh, Tar Vizsla. So, those are pretty much all of the Sith variations. Of course, I don't yet, if you want to talk about this, it's kind of dumb, but like Sith lightsabers, which is not really a Sith lightsaber. It's just a lightsaber corrupted by the Sith. So, it could be any number of one of these that's just corrupted by the Sith. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So those, those are all the different variations that you would see. And uh, so, Drew, what is what I think we talked about this before, but what is your favorite design? After
0: all of those that I've talked about, what is your favorite or perhaps what would be one that you would want to use the most? I honestly think uh, the one that I just love so much now, and I, I can't get enough of, of the look of it, is is in the High Republic, the great sword, like, mm, yeah. having that, like, hilt, you know. Um, yeah, that looks sick. With the I, – uh, I think um, – I might be wrong about this, but I think uh, – th- oh, I'm not going to remember his name now. The – one of the main guys and that they've shown pictures of and stuff on there. Yeah, I know, know who you're talking about. I, uh, but, I but he hasn't actually been that heavily involved in any of the stories yet. Avar, no, Avar's the uh, no, girl. No, it's the girl. Um, I have a graphic that has all their names uh, it's for this Loden... specific reason, but now I can't Light get Storm it. Like Storm or something like that. Time. Isn't um, it? Is that it? His name is Stellan Gaios. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I think, if I remember right, he has one um, that looks pretty awesome. I don't have that exact. He's like the human with like brown hair or whatever. He's he's very typical like Jedi look. Yeah. Um, He's he's got longer brown hair and a brown beard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Kind of like a Obi Wan Kenobi of the High Republic type (laughs) look. Um, Right. Right. Uh. But anyways, ever since I've seen that, I've just been like, wow, that looks awesome. And so. Yeah. Again, it may not have been him. I I wish I had that exact. I know I have that exact picture, but I'm not sure where it's at on my phone. Um, Um. but I love I love that look, um, and then of course just like a normal a normal lightsaber always just holds a uh, a special place in my heart. Oh yeah. yeah yeah no definitely him. Here's a picture for the oh yeah the the second <laughs> uh, novel that's, that's coming out. That is sick. Um, it is definitely sick. The Rising Storm. It actually shows it front and center. He's standing there with that lightsaber, um, and as you can see, it does have a little bit of light that goes to, um, from the hilt mm-hmm. to the straight to the middle of the blade there. Um, it's such a cool design. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah! I hope they release that. Like, I hope they make that <laughs> all right. Like, have that some
1: type. kind of like black series yeah, or something yeah. like nice. Yeah, yeah that'd I, be hope really they, cool. I, I would
0: love to have that one day. So that's mine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I could name off like all of these and be like, oh, that's like to some degree is like one of my favorites.
0: You <laughs> right? Know? Yeah, I mean, there's um, something great about, about all of them.
1: I would probably use a typical like if I was to use one, I would probably just have the typical like broad saber, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, just the single blade. I actually talked about this in a couple episodes ago. I've always loved, like, dual sabers. I've always thought that was so cool. Um, and I, I, I do like the cane, or not the cane, but the uh, the curved hilt like Dooku. I think it's just because I like Dooku a lot. But, yeah, now that I've been seeing this, like, great sword lightsaber with the hilt, um, I have to admit, yeah, I've, I've been coming around to that, too, and that looks sick. I mean, because we love knights, you know, and I think that's part of the reason why yeah. I like Jedi, too, because <laughs> they're so similar. Um but, uh, but yeah, I'd have to say that's probably one of my favorites as well. So, um, so yeah, I think one of the last things that I personally want to talk about, unless there's other things that you want to talk about, but I thought, like, the last one, at least, we could maybe go over the uh, the seven um, or eight. I, don't know. I have to go look at it again. Um, seven. Uh, the seven lightsaber forms, and maybe some, like, notable people who've who's used that. Um, and then, like I so said, if there's anything else you want to add to that, or we can talk about other subjects as well. Um, so as I said, that there is seven different forms of saber fighting. So form one is called Shicho, and this is the first uh, form that everybody, any Jedi, will learn this. In fact, even a lot of uh, Sith utilize this as well. It's just the most basic form. If you're going to learn lightsaber, this is what you'll use or learn first. And uh, And, yeah, I mean, and basically you might learn other things off of this, but you always will learn this first. So in terms of like popular practitioners and stuff like that, um basically every every jedi will I don't know there's one that like always sticks to form one but you're gonna see pretty much every jedi use that so form two is uh makashi and so um so you know it says that there's uh you know with lightsabers operate at a significant advantage um da, 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 da. let me read this again but basically you know this is a help, you know, it's basically to use force a lot more. Makashi is a graceful form suited for a skilled duelist, and it relies on careful and controlled strikes through the force instead of power and strength. So, uh, one of the big practitioners of Makashi is, um, is, of course, Count Dooku. We see he's, like, one of the greatest duelists, you know, and he's very precise, very um, <clears throat> direct hits and stuff like that. You know, no wasted movement, um, so you have that there. Form three is Suresu. Um, and it's more of a defensive form. It says it allows the Jedi to block and even reflect backed blaster bolts. Um, and so one of the biggest people who uses form three Suresu is our favorite Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, you know, cause he's, he's, he's the negotiator, right? He, he's using the defensive form more, you know, it's instead of being outright attacking. Um, yeah, he was known to be a master of that. Yeah. He was a master of form three. Um, then we have form four, which is a Taru. And this one uh, is used quite a bit by Yoda.
0: Um, yeah, interestingly enough, it's considered one of the most aggressive forms. And yes, so it's kind of funny y- that Yoda uses it. But it, I mean, it, if you watch, Yoda is quite the aggressive he's fighter. Quite the aggressive <laughs> fighter.
1: And he kind of has to be because right, he has to rely on the Force a lot. And this, it's ironic not ironic necessarily, but it's appropriate because Form Four is very <clears throat> it heavily relies on Force, right, to assist them in in in. Being acrobatic, flipping around, being aggressive and fighting like they they are, um, attacking from all sides type thing. Um, So yeah, it's a very, again, force-based with acrobatics and things of that nature, which we see Yoda use. Uh, Then we have Form 5, which is Shein, or it's called uh, Jim So. And uh, this is actually used most popularly by Anakin Skywalker. And uh, basically, it's very offensive. It's very just direct, forward, full of power on strength and things of that nature uh, like it incorporates uh, many of Ceres' strengths um, which is including this use of solid block and parries with stronger uh, counter attacks and uh, Um but yeah I mean it's 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 always very much just direct it's forward it's about using your power to come over them so Anakin definitely uses that um
0: yeah and then also used the uh, the reverse grip. Which yes. is as we see um Ahsoka.
1: Exactly I was gonna say, yeah, uses Ahsoka that a uses lot, that. So. so it's appropriate, of course, that she takes it directly off yeah. of uh, off of her master, which you said something interesting earlier about uh, her her master's influence with her dual lightsabers.
0: Yeah, um Filoni said that um the reason that she that he designed her to eventually have two lightsabers was was basically because um she was learning um, from Anakin's aggressiveness and that it was starting to kind of carry over into her style as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so, that's
1: pretty yeah. cool. And like to see how, you know, her master is teaching her. Well, I mean, we see that a lot in, in Clone Wars. We don't want to get too much into that. But yeah, we can definitely well, mean, just when she over. Just her. look
0: at uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, she's very aggressive. <laughs> oh, in, yeah. <laughs> like in her, in her style. Like, you know, I remember when, when I first watched it and I think we talked about it a little bit, but it was like, that's kind of dark, you know, yeah, like she, the, yeah. her, her, style is very brutal, very aggressive. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, move on form six, which is called
1: Niman. Uh, basically Niman is kind of like a, it's kind of like a combination of all of the other forms. It's very balanced. Uh, it's very in the middle, so to speak. Um, and, and, and kind of a quote is that, you know, uh, a master of Niman would avoid the traditional weaknesses of all the other forms, but importantly, none of the benefits will be quite as effective. So it's like, okay, you don't really have the weaknesses, but you really don't have the benefits either. So you're just right in the middle. So uh, a pretty famous practitioner of uh, form six Niman is actually Darth Maul. But it's funny because Niman was uh, is actually one of the final forms that need to be mastered by all the Jedi to be if you're if you're going to be like one of the best. Oh, sorry. I thought I heard, like, music. I'm like, what in the world was that? <laughs> anyway, um, point is that, like, you had to be, you know, if you want to be one of the best, you have to be able to master Niman, which is, like, the synthesis. It's the combination of all of these forms. But funny enough, again, Darth Maul uses that.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's believed that uh, Sidious taught him that specific style to basically then subvert the Jedi's... It makes all, sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. He may not have all the, the benefits of each individual one, but he can kind of combat every other one he'd come across, right? Right. So, which is pretty cool. So, but the last one, which is Form 7, is probably one of the coolest ones uh, or most interesting, which is called Juyo or most popularly known as Vapad. But this, uh, you know, what's it's very controversial. It's very crazy. Um, but Vapad uh, is basically... It mixes... It mixes uh, light side and dark side into it, and basically, uh, the people who use this kind of use their emotions uh, to f- to fuel this very direct, relentless, you know, attack on their on their enemies. And uh, one of the and, we, and it's not that surprising, but one of the biggest people who uses Vapad, and actually one of the only people who uses Vapad that we know canonically is Mace Windu. Mace Windu is one. Again, he had a lot of kind of uh, controversy amongst his peers in the Jedi Temple, especially when he first started trying to use it. That maybe he would fall to the dark side, but Vapad balances the light and the dark. It uses emotion, and like basically, for a lot of people, if you can't control your emotion uh, and you use it at all, it's easy to fall to the dark side. But that just goes to show you how powerful Mace Windu really was.
0: Yeah, interestingly enough, he he used that form. To control the darkness inside of him, exactly. basically. Exactly. You know, it was his way of controlling it and using it for good. Yeah. So.
1: Interesting is like uh I was looking at this quote. So the Star Wars prequel era, Mason Windu became uh the sole known master of Vapad, developing the form to control like you said, control his inner darkness and channel it into his worthy goals. Um yeah, he was very wary of teaching other vapad because he did he you don't know, he he didn't think anybody else was strong enough to to succumb or to, to, to fight their emotions, which he probably was right. Um so that's always really interesting to know about. But those are the those are all seven forms. Um and those are those are kind of the biggest things. We talked about we've talked about a lightsaber, like what is a lightsaber? We've talked about the history of the lightsaber, we've talked about some interesting physics related things of like some Kind of uh, fun, uh, uh, commonly asked questions that someone might have, and then we talked about saber hilt styles. We talked about fighting forms. So. Drew, is there anything else that uh, you can think of that we need to talk about today about lightsabers? We're going to talk about everything Star Wars, or me,
0: everything lightsabers and Star Wars, and <laughs> I mean they go uh, hand in hand, I guess. Uh, hmm. No, I think I think that about covers it. I mean, we really went into a, a deep dive there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did a little too deep dive. I'm sorry, guys. We talked. It's late. It's late for us, so we're just like talking and having it's, fun. It's here. really funny that you know. I, I'll just go ahead and say, like, we were. Before we started, we're like, "Yeah, this is gonna be a quick one." Like, it should have (laughs) been by all
1: rights, honestly. (laughs) Any other day, it might have been.
0: Uh, There's some kind of
1: internal clock with us. No, it's so true. There is an internal clock that wants to go for an hour and a half every time.
0: Well, that, and I also think like we automatically we knew that we didn't have as much so like we stretched it out we start stretching it out <laughs> intentionally but then uh. but then t- we stretched it too far
1: folks we had three news pieces and then we had only two rumors yeah. we had one thing and we didn't have a main topic or like our q and a talk was the same
0: so anyways, so, yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it, but maybe you were really bored, maybe, yeah. you, maybe you hate, maybe you've decided you're never going to listen to us again. Well, don't let but this one time yeah, run it for the other one. <laughs> Please come back next week. Please. We'll be better, I promise. No, but for real though,
1: uh, we're just so thankful for everybody listening, it is it is so fun. It's been kind of a weird time for us, over coming out of the, the New Year's, we had a, like a two-up a week break, and then... We had some stuff, you know, job change, and some of us got sick, so we had a couple weird weeks. Um, but we're super excited yeah. to be here, like, super excited to to continue making episodes for you guys. Yeah,
0: and uh, lots of good stuff ahead. Oh yeah, we have lots. We have a lot planned for this year, and we'll hopefully start rolling out some new stuff soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was wanting to do this at the beginning of
1: the episode, and I kind of forgot because. Most people's probably already left, (laughs) but I do want to plug one more time. uh, You know, we haven't said it for a little while. I do want to plug our uh, GoFundMe account um, in our on our um, our merch store. Um, As as you all know, um, if you go to our Facebook page, it's kind of one of the pin things. Um, but we we are trying to raise uh, some money for what we like to call Jedi two point, Jedi Eternal 2.0, which is kind of what we think is the next phase. You know, we've been just doing strictly podcasts for a long time. We dabbled every once in a while into streaming and videos and stuff. But as you all can see from our streams and our live videos and stuff, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, <laughs> the audio's not great, the video's not great, and we're <laughs> operating off of kind of bad equipment and just like cell phones and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, point is is that we would love to make better content for you all on, on, on not just here on, on, uh, you know, the podcast but on YouTube and, you know, maybe some short videos for, uh, Facebook and Instagram, things of that nature and really start expanding. But again, we just want to plug that one more time. If you would like to, to, uh, hear more of us, um, you can do so by, and you like what you're hearing, you can do, by, do so by, uh, donating to our, uh, GoFundMe for the Jedi, Eternal 2.0, um, um, fundraiser. Of course, like I said, if you want to support us, uh, hey, Buy some merch. Actually, I had uh, a you know a good friend of mine, our family friend, as uh, Billy Cobb. He bought a hat, and I think he bought a shirt, and uh, one other thing I can't even remember. Um, but he said he he came up to me the other day. He said he was wearing his hat around. Like I think it went to Best Buy, and he said three different people approached him and said, "Hey, I just, you know, like like Star Wars stuff. Like, what's your hat about?" And he told All us right. told about our uh, told him about our podcast. Oh, so Thanks, shout Billy. out to Billy. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Thank you so much. But
0: uh, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, if you want to see two grown men cry tears of joy, <laughs> go, go buy our merch, go yes. uh, um, help us out on GoFundMe. We definitely we will, shed tears. We will shed tears. Yeah. We will hug each other and cry. Uh, and, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, if you like this and you want to see this continue, it's going to depend on you guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know we can we can sit here and do this for years to come, but like if we want to ever get to. Um to better things, it's going to require your guys' help in yeah, some way, and and, and and that may just be an encouragement. I mean, with that, yeah, that yeah. if you don't have the money, uh, as long as you let us know you're there and listening, that also means a lot to you. Can me, so.
1: you can uh, donate kind words
0: <laughs> exactly? No, it, but it does a lot for us it when really we just is. know you're there. So I
1: mean, again, it sounds cheesy, but we did that uh, not fundraiser, but we did a giveaway for a book. Uh, it was one of the first ones that we did for Thrawn, and uh, we asked people, you know, hey, if you want to earn extra. Uh, entries you can you can follow us here here you can leave a review da 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 and we just kind of threw some stuff out there and man you guys started like leaving us reviews and it was just the nicest thing it literally like i did i wouldn't say i i, I teared up or anything you know i've never did that before but anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> no but i started reading the stuff and like how people say like just every week that you listen and it's just so fun it's so awesome and we love the podcast i mean is super encouraging so we know you guys are out there. We really appreciate you all. We're so thankful that you continue to support us. We thank you for those who have already donated, already bought merch. Uh, we hope that you guys continue well. But even if you just listen to us, we are so, so grateful, so thankful. Uh, but we would love to hear from you all. Please reach out to us, whether it be a DM or, or in comments. We just love to hear you say hi. Know you're out there. Uh, like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for weekly news, polls, discussions, memes, everything in between. And then also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a review if you'd like. Uh, But we thank you so much for listening and thank you uh, for being a part of our community. But join us next week for episode 52. But last but not least, may the Force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal.